Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Manly Musings for the Survival Show podcast. Thanks for joining me. I'm Craig Cottle, your host. Grab a chair. Come on over here to the porch. Hang out with me for a while. I'm sitting on the front porch of the cabin and right out in front of me, right off to my 11 o'clock, are some Virginia pines, southern facing in this open field that I'm looking at, which tells me direction off to my I don't know 12 o'clock are a bunch of beech trees still holding their leaves it's the only leaves that I recommend people utilize for a fire tender source in the outdoors because they hang in the trees throughout the winter and over here to my two o'clock are my one little foray into modernism really which is I actually feed the birds I've got two bird feeders that I keep some seed in throughout the winter kind of help my little winged friends that might be a debatable topic for a naturalist but selfishly I enjoy sitting here on the porch and writing and doing podcasts and listening to my friends the little black chickadees over there right now doing our thing I think pretty sure actually we've got two podcasts for you here today I want to talk about two things as it relates to your your brain, your noggin, your head, what's going on up there. As I've said many, many times before, and you've heard probably nearly every survival instructor that is a professional that really knows anything about what they're doing, talk about how important mindset development is and that you need to bulletproof your mind or some variation of it. But very few people actually take the time to dig into what all of that is. I'm going to do that. I wrote five chapters on this topic in my first book. I podcast about this all the time. I write about this all the time. And quite frankly, it's just a very difficult subject to tackle. And without a doubt, it may not be the most excitable and exciting and sexy topic for survival. But quite frankly, it is the most important one. Skills are important. Utilizing and working with others is important. Gear is absolutely important. It's all important. But if your mindset's not right, you can have everything else. And you're not going to survive. Depending upon what the situation is. You need to develop a solid mindset. I want to look at two aspects of this. And this is why I think it's probably better if we split these. I don't know how long this is going to take. Into two different segments. The first being how to develop mental fortitude. How to strengthen and deal with adversity, basically. And number two, mindfulness. Mindfulness is one of those topics that gets pushed off to almost a religious type of concept, and it's not religious at all. It's just simple paying attention to your surroundings. Situational awareness, being aware in such a way that you can deal with, again, adversity, but not stoically, not tough. Oh, I'm going to deal with it. I'm tougher than this. I'll push through. That's mental fortitude, and that is important mindfulness is important too so here in part one we're going to be digging into mental fortitude 
there's several different aspects of what the way I try to approach mental fortitude when I'm trying to teach others, well, not when I'm trying, but when I am teaching others, when I'm assisting others, and quite frankly, for my own self. These are things that I do that I refer back to and constantly remind myself. There's several different points here. I'm going to go into each one of them and briefly discuss them, and then we'll push off into part two sometime uh, sometime later. All right, so first one being constantly improve yourself. What is it that you are doing where you are constantly in a state of improvement? You know, when I was in school at the University of Kentucky, I was studying statistics, and statistics is an interesting topic of, of uh, study as it relates to survival as well. And there was a, I was doing, some of my classes were surrounding the idea of inventory management for a manufacturing environment. Now, for those of you who know me as a woods ninja and know that I spend a lot of time outdoors, have spent a lot of time outdoors my entire life, train a lot of high-speed military law enforcement as well as some fine, salty-the-earth civilians and good old average ordinary people like me. I, when I was in school, I, w I wanted to work in the manufacturing environment. My dad had done that, and he had been not incredibly, you know, we weren't rich by any means, but, man, we were incredibly comfortable as far as a living was concerned, and I thought that was that was a good way to go. Fortunately, eventually I got away from because staying in that environment was not for me, although I think... Anybody who does that, I'm not saying that you're wrong or anything. I'm not saying that at all. Don't don't get me wrong. I just think that my skill set was uh, best served doing some other things. Uh, I end up working and doing statistics in the utility industry. As far as a business, uh, that was I was well suited for that. But with that said, kind of getting off subject here, kaizen, which is a Japanese word, which basically means constant improvement, was a topic that we talked about all the time as it relates to manufacturing processes. Constantly looking at the, if, let's say if you're building cars, constantly looking at the assembly line, constantly looking at the training of your employees, constantly looking at where the parts come from, constantly improving those microprocesses and macroprocesses to have an effective and, effective and efficient manufacturing system. Nothing is any different for you and for me. Let's, for example, just to give you a personal story. So I'm overweight. I don't think there's any. Uh, for those of you who only know me from a podcast and have never seen me in a video or never been to a class, I'm overweight and have been for quite some time. And I determined several years ago, actually about six years ago now, that I was going to change that. And I looked at it from several different perspectives as far as improvement. Number one, I knew that I had to get stronger. I had been teaching martial arts for, for at that point, you know, a good 15 years. And I had literally wrecked, I mean, absolutely wrecked my body. I mean, my back didn't work well at all. It was just jacked up. My hips were jacked up. My knees didn't work right. I, I mean, walking down the steps in the morning of my house, I had to hang on to the handrail. And when I say hang on, not just steady myself, like hang on to it. I mean, I, I, it, was, it was a very painful endeavor to just get out of bed and walk down the steps. I determined that I was going to make a change. And then when I turned 50, I'm now 51, that I would be different. And I did that. So I spent five years looking at uh, 
mobility exercises, strength exercises, and I changed, I literally changed the formulation of my body. I told myself when I hit 50, I was going to dig into hard my nutrition. I've been doing that quite a bit already, but now it's time for digging into the nutrition side of things. So constant state of improvement is all I'm saying. Look for that in a survival situation. Don't allow yourself to get bogged down into the details that are problematic. Uh, The car broke down or you ran out of gas or a wheel fell off or whatever. Look for ways to constantly improve your situation. Number two, excuse me, recognize and release tension. Most of us know, I mean, we have a tendency if we sit at a desk and work, which most of us do, we we sit in a car and we drive to and from workplaces. And, uh, you know, one of our listeners that remarks on my podcast all the time, he spends a lot of time driving in and out of uh, Frankfort, Kentucky and going to different facilities throughout the state. And you know who you are. I know you're listening. So thanks for your support. Uh, it would be easy for us to sit in that car and just get tense due to traffic and whatnot. And we've got to recognize when we start getting tense, that's when the headaches come in. That's when we feel our neck tightening up. And when we recognize that, we need to take the time to release it. Take that into account for a survival situation, whether it's a wilderness-related event or disaster readiness. When you start recognizing your stress, then recognize it, literally. Be okay with it and start to do the things and take the steps necessary to release that tension away from you. Number three is be flexible. Being flexible means that you go with the flow as best you can. You know, the United States Marines, uh, God bless them, love these guys. I had good fortune of training several of them. And, have you know, I don't, sitting here thinking about it, I don't know that I have any currently active duty Marines that I communicate with on a regular basis. I know we've got several that follow us on Facebook and Instagram and and uh, for Nature Reliance School, but we get a opportunity to chat with these guys and and they're very motivating to me they help me and I do everything I can to at least give them something to laugh at or look at the woods every now and then or something but the United States Marines are famous for saying adapt improvise and overcome being able to adapt to situations is this is number three on the list but it could easily be easily if I was putting these in orders of priority which these are not in any certain priority it could easily be number one, being flexible, being able to adapt. That's important, very important in a survival situation. Next is have a purpose, you know. Have a purpose in your daily life. Know that when you get out of bed, you got things to do. And, you know, I had a real good friend of mine. He's a, he's a student of the things that we do at Nature Reliance School. He came to a class a long time ago, and he was a computer uh, what you know? What I lovingly refer to as computer geek. He was a programmer of some sort. Can't really remember. And he came to me after class one day, and he said, "Man, I really, I really wanted to do what it is that you're doing." He wanted to spend a lot of time outdoors. He wanted to become an outdoor recreation leader, whether it was you know a canoeman or a or survival instructor or something of that nature. We have people that come to our classes all the time that want to do what I'm doing for a living, and. And I said, well, do it, man. Let's do it. You, you go for it. And he's like, no. He said, you know, I finally came to the conclusion that I'm really good at computer programming and that I I didn't, I wanted to make a certain amount of money. He had a purpose. 
And not that his money was his focus. It wasn't his focus. But he knew that he could make money, computer programming, and then utilize the money that he was making because he was very good at it and he made a, a very nice salary. He could then utilize it to buy the gear that he wanted and buy the training and, and take training like with us and, and I'm sure others. And I thought that was really I thought that was really intelligent. I mean he had he 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 loved being in that doors and he had that as the thing that helped calm him, soothe him under stress. But he also had the purpose of being really good at computer programming and he utilized it to to get where he needed to be and do what he needed to do. I love that. That's that's good. In a survival situation, everybody in the situation needs to have a purpose. Whether that is you give somebody the responsibility for security and they watch, or you give somebody responsibility for maintaining uh, cleanliness in a camp or in a home because you're stuck there due to a, a deep snow or something of that nature, everybody should have a purpose. Next on our list of things to do to build mental fortitude, believe you are strong. Believe it because you are. And if you're not, then start working towards that now. And I'm not just saying physical strength, although that is a big part of it, I think. Another part of it is just believe that you're strong and you can endure anything. Now, one way to do this is to put yourself in stressful situations and overcome them. I can't say that this is the best way to do it for everybody, but I can give you two examples in my personal life that I've utilized this for uh, several times. I mean, just countless, countless times through the last couple of decades. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Number one would be martial arts training. I, I just, you know, I loved it. There's a lot of times where it sucked. I and mean, when I say I loved it, I, I embraced the suck, if you will. There were times where it was sweaty, it was hurtful, it was painful. I didn't want to fall down again. I did martial arts where you got thrown down a lot. Uh, I got choked, arm barred, um, submitted, tapped. I tapped people. I submitted people. I tap, you know, I arm barred people. You know, it was a back and forth. It's humbling. Number one, it learns. It helps you learn to deal with adversity very well, and it helps you to understand that you can overcome that adversity. The other one that I now engage in and have been for the last five, six years is I've really enjoyed weightlifting. And, uh, you know, I'm not a big uh, metalhead, you know, in the gym and pumping and grinding and all this stuff and got all the cool clothes. I just go in there and pair of shorts or, you know, workout pants and a T-shirt. I do like to listen to music while I'm lifting. But uh, my simple way of going about that is the Windler program. You can look that up. It's just real super simple. Literally, literally the way I've gotten much, 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 much stronger is the Windler program, which is, you know, military press on Mondays. That's what I do. Tuesdays I do deadlifts. Thursdays I do bench. And Fridays I do back squats. Wednesdays I take off. The weekends I take off. Usually, though, because I really enjoy it, like today is a Wednesday when I'm recording this, I go in there and just do something. 
you know, uh, just to stay in the habit of, of exercising. If I don't get a Wednesday in, then I'll actually go in sometime on the weekend if I'm not teaching a class, and I'll do some sort of exercise as well, typically. But the winter program is basically where you slowly but surely build up weight. And I remember, to just give you an idea, um, and I don't even know how much this, how much weight this is. Let me calculate it real quick. When I first started lifting, um, I I was doing good, and and this is this will give you an indication for those that lift weights. This will give you an indication how bad my back was. I was doing really good to deadlift twenty five pounds on each side of the bar. That's 50 plus 95 for the bar. That's 100 and, what is that, 135. No, it's not. 50 plus, yeah, I'm gone stupid. Yeah, 145. 145 pounds. That's 145 pounds total, you all. This week, I deadlifted over 400 pounds. And that's, you know, when I say that, I incrementally increase when I'm deadlifting over five years to get to that point. And that was just patience. But the point I'm trying to make is you don't have to go in there and get at it right now. You can go ahead and slowly, incrementally build up your strength and your power. And I'm telling you, those moments where I walked down the steps because my knees were hurting so bad and and my back was hurting so bad, I don't do that anymore. I just walk down the steps like a normal average human now. A lot of it has to do with staying hydrated, but a lot of it has to do with building my strength too. So again, believe you're strong. And one of the ways you can do this is to do things that stress you and overcome them. When I'm saying stress, I'm not saying the stress that gives you a heart attack or gives you uh, so much stress that it's just too difficult to deal with. I'm saying stress that you purposely put yourself into so you can overcome it. Like, man, that's a hard weight to lift. Or, ooh, I did a... I did a role in BJJ class, and I got submitted, but I lived. And I was really tired, and I couldn't breathe, but, yeah, I made it kind of thing. Next on our list for developing mental fortitude is have a sense of humor. Yeah, try to try to do what you can to, uh, to be serious about what it is that you do, but don't take yourself too serious is what I like to say about me. I'm not saying that everybody has to be that way. But what I noticed in particularly, think about me as a survival instructor. I run a school. Sometimes people think of it as a you know a survival school, and, and I'm okay with that, although we do a whole lot more than just survival. Sorry, I had to shut down the podcast there for a second because a helicopter came over, and I couldn't even hear myself think. So I'll get back on this sense of humor. You know, one of the things that I recognize because I'm a survival school instructor and I run a survival school again that's what a lot of people say that it is although we do a lot of extra things outside of that is I noticed that a lot of these guys and I think this is a failure on their part take themselves too seriously survival is very serious business I'm not discrediting that at all not discrediting that at all it is very important and I think survival school instructors for example should be very serious about the information that they pass on because people's lives hang in the balance. I'm not trying to be dramatic. It just is. It may be that the things that you teach in a survival class will actually save lives. I know for a fact that there are people that I have trained that had they not had my training, they very likely would have perished. Okay. With that said, 
there is a time when you try to find levity, you find try to find humor in a situation so that you don't get too stressed out. You don't get so you remember I mentioned earlier, learn to recognize or release tension. One of the ways that you can release tension is laugh. Or at least find something humorous. I know oftentimes uh, in the middle of really stressful things, uh, particularly events where, you know, you're out there laying in a wilderness survival type training and you're miserable, everything's wet, your underwear is soaked, you're getting that skanky, you know, mucusy thing going on between your legs because you've been out there all, all week or something. Your feet, you can smell your feet standing there because they smell so bad. All that sucks really bad. And you just look at somebody and go, damn, this is fun. <laughs> you know, you just kind of find a way to laugh at yourself and, and have fun with it. I, I read a, didn't actually read, I listened to it. Uh, there's a book by Matt Best. Matt Best is the guy who runs Black Rifle Coffee. Uh, he also has a T-shirt company, and I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head, but daggone, I can't believe I can't remember that because i got a couple of their shirts but um, he's got a book. He finally put a book out on his experiences growing up, not really growing up from a kid, but, you know, high school and going into the Army Ranger School, uh, going to war, uh, building very incredibly successful companies. And it was uh, very interesting. I'll call it a read because it is a book. Uh, Matt Best, thank you for my service. Yeah, thank you for my service. A really, really good book. And he, he talks about some of the things. He talked about one one thing that stood out to me in the book. And if you listen to books, I highly recommend it. It's a great, it's a great read. It's a great listen, whatever you choose to do. Is to he was he was in Ranger School. I think it was he was in RIP. I think it was in he was in uh, RIP. And he ended up in this swamp phase getting all these basically boils all over him. And he found a way to find humor in all that. And just listening to, listening to him talk about that, again, I listened to the book. It's just, it's a very suck. I mean, you talk about a sucky situation. And he found humor in the middle of it. And it, that book is really good about doing exactly that. That guy's really funny. And so he shares his experiences and some ways that he found humor in these awkward and ugly and, you know, war where... You know, people that he was incredibly close to got killed, and it's 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 sobering. But he found ways to overcome it, and some of the times, the way he overcame that stress was humor. Real good book. Next is to stay positive. That goes without saying. I think that's fairly fairly uh, obvious. You know, try to look at a situation as the cup is half full rather than half empty, kind of thing. Next is be healthy. And again, I was talking about my personal journey on some of that earlier. Uh, I failed a lot. I'm terrible about my food discipline. I'm not, but quite frankly, I'm very undisciplined when it comes to food. Um, I've been trying to, you know, sometimes I even think that I have an addiction to certain foods and uh, trying to find a solution. But I mean, trying to take a real hard look at myself and figure out why I've allowed myself to become addicted to those things. Because it's definitely a lack of discipline on my part. And I'm really looking at myself hard right now over those things. Next on our list, again, we're sitting here trying to develop mental fortitude, is be organized. 
you know, one of the things that uh, comes about, I remember reading about these different people that have had long-term experiences in the wilderness in particular, because wilderness survival, I spend a lot of time talking about wilderness survival. That's my wheelhouse. I don't pretend to be uh, all-knowing expert on all things, disaster readiness, preparedness, or survival, but I can definitely speak on wilderness survival because I've spent a lifetime outdoors. But one of the things that I've recognized about people that had long-term experiences, whether they purposed themselves to go in the outdoors and spend a lot of time there, extended time, or if they found themselves there, lost, or some variation of it, is this idea of being organized. I've watched this. It's really interesting. I've watched this. Uh, I, I've only watched one season of Alone, the TV show Alone. I think it's worth your while if you have access to that television show to, to watch. One of the things that I noticed long before that show came on the air but it's the first opportunity for a lot of people to actually see this happen in front of them, is you'll notice that some of the contestants on that show are very organized with their stuff. And it's just a mental game, more than any way, developing mental fortitude, where all your wood is stacked a certain way, and you try to organize it in so that you're nice and neat, and you organize your day, you do, you get up, you do this, you, you go do this, and... Uh, I've talked several times about my experiences. I did two 30-day trips back when I was much, much, much younger, leaving off the land, and all I took with me was a knife. I didn't take a film crew and all that. It was back before this stuff was cool, I guess. You know, I was just testing myself. And the first time I went out, uh, I just had a blast. It was the, the, the weather was just phenomenally great. No harshness there at all. And I got cocky and... And that led to an overconfidence that just uh, burned me when I went back and did it in the wintertime and it was cold and I nearly died. But one of the things I can tell you from my own experience then is just have an organized day. When you're alone, it's difficult. Go ahead and tell you. You know, I'm, I've, heard, uh, I've heard different contestants even on Alone talk about how valuable the camera is. They used it as their... Uh, as their partner, if you will. They had somebody to talk to. When you're alone like I was, I didn't have that. I didn't have somebody to talk to. And I watched this play out in the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks. It's one of the movies that I tell people to watch so you can see uh, mental anguish and mental fortitude and overcoming mental problems in a survival situation where you're alone. That's That movie, when I saw that movie... It just it struck me really hard because I remember a lot of the things that happened there on the, in that movie. Uh, and, and obviously, it's a dramatization uh, designed for entertainment, but, but without a doubt. And so is Alone, just so you know. I mean, so is Alone. I, what few people that I know that have been on the show, they often talk about how many different things they, that never made it to the air. And so the producers are making a show that's entertaining people to watch, but there's so much that gets missed. There's no way those people can film it all. So with that said, be organized. It helps. And last but not least, let's, let's work on your relationships, particularly when it comes to being in a survival situation with others. You need to effectively put time and effort into working those relationships. Work them in such a way that that things stay as positive as possible. We've talked about this a number of times, the different aspects of leadership and, and team development, and that's 
there's other podcasts to so look back for those on the Survival Show podcast. But that's it. Let me recap what we've done here. Constantly improve yourself. Recognize and release tension. Be flexible. Have a purpose. Believe you are strong. Have a sense of humor. Stay positive. Be healthy. Be organized. And work on your relationships. That'll help you as much as anything is developing your mental fortitude. And I've tried to share some things from my own life. I don't pretend that my life and the things that I've done are the way of doing things. But they are a way of doing things. And I hope that it's given you some opportunity to think about how you can do them. Again, don't try to be me. Be the best you you can be. Don't try to do the things that I've done because it won't work for everybody. It's just worked for me. I hope that by sharing the things that I've done that it helps to develop you and gives you ideas how that you can develop yourself. As always, with the Survival Show podcast, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Looks like uh, later today I'll be recording another podcast with David, and we haven't been together in quite a while, so I look forward to that. And uh, uh, after I sign off here, I'll go ahead and record podcast number two, and you can check that out as well on mindfulness. Mindfulness is just as important as mental fortitude, so come back and join me there. As always with the Survival Show Podcast, keep it simple, be positive, and stay sharp. Thank you.